How can you drive sales? By getting inside the mind of your prospect or client. How can you do that? Stay tuned and find out. Being an entrepreneur sounds like, yes, another new client. I did it. But it can also sound like, I am really not understanding this technology and I'm feeling so overwhelmed. Am I even cut out for this? That's why I started the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast to help infopreneurs, coaches, and course creators who want to build a business online but are battling technology, overwhelm, procrastination, and even imposter syndrome. Think successfully, think differently, think bigger, and take action by learning tips from an array of business owners, all dropping knowledge on the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. What is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to another dose of sales driving psychology learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and I've been in the coaching and course creation in online space since the 90s. So you could say I got a little experience under my belt, but here I am still learning. And that's why I'm here to share with you what I have learned and what I am still learning about course creation, coaching, uh, entrepreneurship, and infopreneurship, which begs the question, who are you? Well, that, my friend, is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur, more specifically, an infopreneur with or seeking a coaching and online course model in your business. Or maybe you're just hoping to have that very, very soon. Either way, I think you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that's why I'm here hitting you with another solo success episode coming to you straight from the Dark Horse HQ as we dive deep into your infopreneur and course creation success with actionable advice, tips, and steps that are really designed to help you level up your game. Why? Well, we already know there's no shortcut to success except for taking those little steps towards goal every single day. Now, like I told you, we're going to talk about some sneaky psychological tactics for increasing your sales. Now, I really don't like using the word sneaky. That's why in the title it really says clever because they're wise. I mean, you're not doing anything underhanded, but you're using the psychology of the human brain to leverage that to give you a little bit of an of an edge, right? Uh, here's the thing. People love to think that they make their purchases based on logic. Hmm. Yeah, well, in reality, it's all about their cognitive biases subconsciously making their decisions for them. Here's the thing you need to remember. 95% of purchasing decisions are emotional. Yeah, not rational. They're emotional. Marketing, thus, is all about influencing that prospect in one direction or the other using some behavioral sciences to make the sale, right? And it's, you know, we're no stranger to it. We've seen it happening, right? We've heard about the benefits of having a good copywriter. They use a lot of this in there. And I know you might think that what I'm talking about is a little jaded. But here's the thing. It's reality. Humans simply are not as rational as we think they are, right? And if you're going to influence people to purchase your product, then you'll find it becomes a whole lot easier 
when you use their built-in emotional biases to help make that happen. Now, I don't want you to use this to get sleazy things out there. I, I'm, I'm going to give you the power, and what you do with it is up to you. You could be Superman and do all good, right? You could be Batman and maybe a little darkness sneaks in there every once in a while, but how you use your power is up to you. And as they say, people buy with emotion and justify their purchase with logic. When there's no emotion, there's no sale to justify. When there's no sale... Well, there's nothing they have to justify there either. So let's let's get into these. I want to give you eight of these, or is it eight I'm giving you today? Yeah, I'm going to give you eight of these today and give you eight more tomorrow and maybe even a bonus on top of that. Now, the first one is probably the easiest one, and maybe you know it, maybe you don't. It's called the first and last effect. And here's the thing. People remember things that come first and come last with a lot more clarity. All right, so you want to use this to your advantage in your sales copy, like having this awesome benefit headline and then restating that benefit um, with a lack of risk in the PS. So you hit them at the first and you hit them at the last. So that way you're leveraging that psychological, natural effect of the first and last effect. Yeah, easy peasy, right? Nothing sleazy about that. And number two, Buy now, pay later. Who have we? Oh, man, I think every single one of us has fallen prey to this one. This effect of not immediately paying increases the average order by 50%. And it even decreases your cart abandonment rates 28%. Now, for those of you who don't know, right, the average order value is how much an order is worth. So if you're selling a $27 product and then you have a $7 bump offer, you know, an OTO, and then another $7 bump offer. So you have, you know, a 27, a seven and a seven. So you got 27 and 14. And I'm doing my math over here. Can't do it in my head real fast. You got a total of $41 possible. The average order value is across all the customers. If you get a hundred customers that buy and half of them buy just the base order and you know, another half of those will buy the first seven and the other half will buy both sevens, right? The average order value is all those put together, all right? Now, by using the buy now, pay later effect, you're immediately going to drive up your average order value by 50%, which means 50 more percent of these people are going to buy in the first place. And then 50% more percent of the people that would have maybe not bought your original OTOs would buy, all right? Now, Here's the other side, the card abandonment rates. Now, uh, coming from the catalog industry and any online ordering industry, a lot of folks will go in there and they'll add things to the carts and then something will change their mind, right? Or call it buyer's remorse before it even bought. Uh, and that's called they're, they're abandoning the cart. They just leave that stuff in there and they go away, okay? So by using this buy now, pay later mentality, you can reduce your card abandonment rates by up to 28%. That's almost 30% of sales saved. And then you can also boost your repeat purchases by 23%. Can you tell them a numbers geek? <laughs> and you'll actually end up reducing your refunds as well. There's a number of folks out there that are just, they're going to go out there and they're going to try it. They go, yeah, I don't want to buy that in the first place. And then they'll ask you for your refund, which you'll gladly give because that leaves a good taste in your mouth. And maybe the next time they do see something from you that they want to buy, they'll actually buy it because you were so kind to refund their money when they didn't want to buy. All right. 
So try that buy now, pay later. That's a great one. Now, tip number three, most folks don't ever think about. So this is the secret one. Don't tell anybody about it, okay? Keep it secret. Now, this one is labor in public. Now, what I mean by that is people will value your product or service more when they see how just how much goes work work goes into it, all right? Let me repeat that because I just stumbled over my eye teeth and I couldn't see what I was saying. People are going to value your product or service when they see just how much work went into it. So what you'll want to do is you'll want to continually update your customers, your prospects with all the new features and the upgrades that are going into your products or the steps involved in providing them the very services that you're saying are going to add all that value to your offering, right? Here's a great example. I remember a beer company many, many moons ago uh, that used to advertise, used in their advertising, uh, they would be demonstrating all the steps that went into making their beer. Now, this process that they followed was no different than any other beer company, but because they created this advertising campaigns, commercial and everything else that went with it, uh, that showed those steps, they showed everything that went into it, their sales went up. Think about companies like, I think believe, I believe Pepsi does it. I know Coca-Cola does it for sure. Any city where there's a Coca-Cola bottling company you can go in and take a tour. These are all the ones I'm aware of, right? And I worked for Coke for like 14 years. You can go in there and take that tour and see everything that goes into it. So that's them using that to their advantage. Yeah, come on in. We'll give you a tour. You can see everything that goes in to the making of our product. And at the end of the tour, they'll give you some freebies and the opportunity to buy some stuff. Hmm? Think that will drive up some sales? You guarantee it will. So here's what I would do if I were you. And as you're going in, maybe you haven't created that course yet. And you're getting ready to start creating it, right? Start sharing with your audience the steps that you're going through. Hey, I'm creating this video. I'm talking about that. And I got your feedback. And I added this to the course, right? And, you know, maybe show little snapshots or over-the-shoulder videos of you creating your content. Now they're going, wow, he's really putting their effort into it or she's just grinding away to create some. So when it comes time to click on your sales page or your sales message, they're going to go, man, they've been working on this for three months and they've been grinding. I got to check it out. Yeah, there you go. Labor in public. Number four, the mistake effect. Now let's not fake this because I've seen it done in a number of emails. Um, but you'll understand what I'm saying here in a second. Um, if you're a well-received brand and you admit to a flaw or a mistake, it will be perceived that you're more authentic and thus more likable. We all like folks that are honest and authentic. However, I've seen some, uh, I won't call them shady, I've seen some marketers you try to use this mistake effect uh, in their email campaigns. So they'll send out an email saying, talking about this, that, or the other thing, and it'll be a link to, for you to go check it out. And then a few hours later, they'll follow that email up with a, oh, I made a mistake, my apologies, I fat-fingered the link, and it was the wrong link, and blah, 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 blah. So that you go and check, oh, well, this guy's being honest, at least he admitted his mistake publicly, he didn't try to blame it on his VA, whatever it is. But that mistake effect builds up that, uh, that, that perceived value of authenticity. Now, 
if you you can, you know, you can build that into an email campaign. But if you use it in multiple campaigns, then it's going to be like, well, this guy is just a dumbass, <laughs> right? So um, if you do make a mistake, right, admit it openly, right? If there's a flaw, share it. Uh, and then go back and fix it. This will certainly um, help you with your authenticity and make you more likable. But don't do it just to do it, all right? I mean, like I said, I'm going to give you the power. What you do with it, it's up to you. Uh, you got your own. The only person you have to answer to is that person you're going to look at every morning in the mirror when you're shaving or brushing your teeth, all right? Number five, endowment perception. Now, this one is a really good one, and we've seen it used a number of times. And here's, here's where it comes from. Your, the users, the, uh, the prospects, your prospective clients, they value something more if they feel like it already belongs to them, right? So that's endowment perception. So here's what you can do. You can offer a freemium version, a free version of your product or service. That gives these users a great experience, right? My notes said good experience, but you want, it gives them this great experience, but holds back just enough to make them want to upgrade. Um, a great example I've seen most recently is a friend of mine and his wife, uh, Sid and Tiffany, are getting ready to do um, a 10K challenge, a five-day challenge, right? And they focus on um, life coaches and healers and it's a, it's a free challenge, right? Five free day challenge. And I know they deliver the goods all the time. And I've been through a number of, uh, what, three or four of their challenges now. And I'm getting ready to go through this one with them because I enjoy seeing how other folks do things. Now, what they've done with this endowment perception is they know it. I'm going to give you this for free. But if you want something a little extra, right, that upgrade factor, uh, here's what you can do, right? And it's like, I don't know, for some sort of $47.97 bump uh, for the upgrade. So what they're doing is they're they're giving extra question time, ever extra access to them, and I believe um, making replays of the recordings available to folks. So if you can't make it at a time, right? Yeah. So you again, users are going to value something if they already feel like it belongs to them. So offer them a freemium version of what it is you're doing. If, again, if you're doing a course, you might offer them the first two lessons for free and make sure you deliver value in those two lessons. Now they're going, oh man, this is great. I got so much out of this. And then as they're in there, they can see the other lessons there. Man, I know how much I could get out of that and out of that and out of that. Now it's obvious to them they're vested and uh, they feel like it already belongs to them. So they'll most likely upgrade. This next one I like, and I've seen used very effectively uh, a number of times on many occasions, not just on me, but uh, around uh, the marketing world. And it's uh, number six, is the default effect. And what we're talking about here is people tend to accept what they are intentionally given. So if you offer services, the, the traditional method would be to offer a basic service and then ask them if they'd like to add in uh, this service or that service on top of that, almost kind of this menu a la carte option. Hey, if you want my life coaching, here's what it is. You know, you get me once a week for an hour on the phone, then here's the price. And if you'd like to have email access or if you'd like to have, you know, this or that on top of that or twice a week, uh, here are the extras. Okay. Now, Here's what you'll want to do with this default effect. Instead, include everything in one package. Bam, here's the full package. You list it all out. 
then ask if they'd like to exclude anything off the bill. This could double your sales if you think about it, right? It really could because your customers have already bought into the idea mentally of getting that whole package and they really don't want to give up any of those a la carte items on there, right? And this almost comes back to the previous one with the endowment perception because as they've bought into the, um, the whole package and they don't want to give it up because they already see it as their own. Yeah, there you go. So you, you go in there and offer them the whole package. And this also gives you a, a great negotiating tool. Say, hey, if you want it all, here it is. Bam, $9.97 a month. You get X, you get Y, you get Z, you get this, you get that, and A and B and C. And they're going, man, you know, their mouths are water. Oh, guys, this is perfect. This is just what I need. And obviously, you know your audience and you know your uh, prospect and customer. So you're definitely giving them what they need. Now they're going, ooh, yeah, that's the whole thing. Now, is there anything you'd like to exclude from this to lower the bill? Now, again, this comes back to it'll probably double your sales, just this one tactic alone. Tip number seven, new beginnings. I really like this one. I actually learned this one. I stumbled across it. Uh, back when I was doing my goal setting uh, program back in the day, right? And this is all about the fresh start effect. And it's really best illustrated, uh, this is how I learned it, by the new year or the new you paradigm that comes into play, right? People want a fresh start, right? They've stumbled, they've bumbled, they fall, they face planted, they stand up and there's mud everywhere and they want that fresh start. Uh, and if you can show them how your product or your service will give them that fresh start, you, my friend, are going to make sales. Um, obviously, goal setting is great any time of the year, but there's something about the new year. So I would offer them the goal setting program during the course of the year and, and make a few sales and everything went great. But whenever I offered it, say in November, December, I started, you know, doing the sales plan for it in November, December, you'd get some sales and then bam, everything would blow up the first couple of weeks of January. And then I started delivering the product and everything was great. The rest of the year just kind of trickled through. So you'll, again, these new beginnings, find what cycle they are or their business are in and find out how you can offer them that fresh start with your product and you'll make those sales. All right, this next one we've all seen in one form or another. Um, tip number eight, foot in the door. Also could be called micro commitments. Here's where you get them to agree to some small request, something small before asking them to agree to a bigger request. And it almost becomes take them through, I want to say a funnel. That's so overused, right? You take them along a path. So for instance, I may come on here and say, hey, I've got this great freebie I want to give you. Go to my website and give me your email address. Now, you want to get their email address before you try to sell them anything. That's that small little commitment. You've earned enough trust to get the email address. Then you deliver that freebie to them and you earned a little more trust. Now you can try and sell them that, I don't know, $27 ebook before you try offering them a $97 course, right? Then you, or you can get them on the phone and ask them to participate in a free coaching session before trying to get them to sign up for three months of coaching, you see? So you're getting, you're giving them something of value. Always give value before you ask for it. And here's another thing I just learned recently. Stop asking what you can give somebody to be of value because that's you asking for value. 
if they tell you what you can do, that's you, that's them giving you value, right? They're telling you what you can do for them. And then if you went and did it, okay, that's giving them value back. You want to be the one that gives the value first. So give the value. That's why I'm on this podcast. I'm trying to deliver some value to you. Hopefully someday in the future when I come and say, hey, I got something for you, right? You're going to say, man, this guy's been giving me so much value, dropping the knowledge, getting the folks on the show. I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to check him out. I'm going to give him my email address. Then I'm going to buy the ebook. Then I'm going to buy the course, right? Because I've given the value first. So stop asking people what you can do to be of value and make an assumption. Hey, I know the old saying, right? Don't assume because it's going to make an ass out of you and me. But here's the thing. We all assume. I can assume that you as a driven entrepreneur want more money, right? So here, let me give you 17 tips over the next couple of episodes on how you can accomplish that. I didn't ask you, right? I might not even know you. So I'm just giving. I can make the assumption you want to have a better life. I can make the assumption you want better things for your family. Pretty safe assumptions. So make those safe assumptions and deliver that value. Then ask for that email address and deliver the value. Then ask for the for them to buy the $27 ebook and deliver that value. Then ask them to buy your course and deliver that value. Then, or again, the other example I gave you, ask them to come on to a free coaching session, deliver the value. Then ask them to sign up for the three months of coaching. Does that make sense? You with me here? All right. I can I can see you nodding your heads out there in the podcast sphere. All right. I'm going to stop right there. I got more, but I'm going to save it for the next episode. We are, what, 22 minutes into this one already. And so if you want to make sure you get to that next episode and all the other episodes that are coming up, right, make sure you go on there, hit that subscribe button, whatever platform you're on. And really, it's not just so that I can... Keep speaking into your ear. Like I said, yet yeah, I'm going to keep whispering into your ear here. No, really, it is these, uh, that is your tool to tell whatever platform you're listening to me on right now that you're getting some value. And whatever podcast you're listening to, it's those subscribes, ratings, and reviews that the podcast platforms use to determine that you as the listener are getting value. And for those ones that you're saying, hey, I'm getting some value here. Let me subscribe. Let me rate. Let me drop a few words in the reviews. They will raise those folks up a little bit in the rankings. Hopefully it's this podcast, right? Uh, so that we can reach more driven entrepreneurs just like yourself. So again, please take a moment, show the love and help spread the word. In the meantime, you get out there, you run your race and then come back and let me hear about that. Yeah, I'm serious. Tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Let me know what tip or idea you came away with, how you put it into action, and what results you got. Who knows? Probably even bring on the show and let you share your success story. Until next time, think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Thank you.